Hello, hello, hello. We are TNC the Premix back for episode 18. And episode 18 is brought to you by our good friends at Waterfront Docking LLC. Um, perhaps you did not uh, get your dock out on the water um, this last weekend and, and maybe that's because you were waiting for this weekend or maybe that's because you didn't want to move that dock out there yourself mm-hmm. if that is the case uh let's solve all those problems and give jim a call uh 605-270-9426 uh jim can help uh with with all your dock uh in and out needs <laughs> in and, and out <laughs> and, as well as uh moving your your boat lifts and your jet ski lifts and and the common or even if you have those in and maybe you're having some problems with like your motor on your boat lift jim can fix it i frequently call him mr fix it they wrote a song about him it was good (laughs) used to play it on guitar hero um (laughs) hell yeah uh but yeah uh jim's very knowledgeable um you know, has been, has been operating and, uh, servicing his customers proudly. Um, and like I said, um, you can reach him at 605-270-9426, or you can check out their Facebook page at, uh, at waterfront docking, um, main title waterfront docking LLC. And with that, the weather's getting, the weather's getting nice folks. Don't be the people that don't have their stuff in. Give Jim a call. Let's start the show. Luster didn't uh, didn't do a whole lot. Just up here working. How about yourself? Um, it was pretty decent. Pretty decent. I didn't eat very much as I thought I was going to. I've had a weird craving for hot dogs for going on like twelve years now. But uh, I did not get to eat as many as I thought. I was not in the zone. I also had a bunch of beef jerky yesterday, so that kind of ruined my appetite. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, I don't know, my parents got like 10 pounds of beef jerky and, well, they're kind of like weird flavors. Like one of them is just like spicy turkey jerky. 
and one of them's Korean barbecue. And the turkey jerky is pretty standard, but the Korean barbecue is it's pork. It's pork beef. It's pork jerky, which I didn't know was a thing. But uh, it's got a nice little bit of spice to it, and I overindulged, and it gave me what I like to call a real bad tummy ache. So, so then I tried to mash a hot dog down my gullet, and it just wasn't. There was no space. There was no room. But that's that's uh, that's my problem with jerky too. You just can't stop eating the shit, and then yeah, it's I've done that quite a few times where you get like the the mega size or mega pack or whatever oh, jack yeah. no free ads jack links um <laughs> please you get like a, a full peppered or a teriyaki or, or sometimes i'll just go as just straight original and you eat Ooh. that whole fucking bag like i'll, I'll just sit in my pickup and I'll, I'll usually grab something like that that's somewhat more healthy at least yeah protein <laughs> at least it's, it's not combos <laughs> not yeah. pizza combos Which, mm, fuck. <laughs> Are you are you a pretzel or a cracker combo guy? Uh, combo. I'm a cracker. So am I. I. I am a cracker, and I don't like to say that loudly, especially <laughs> not in this neighborhood. <laughs> I've I've people have before like like ridiculed me for like not not getting the pretzel combo, but oh, they're fucking wrong. The, ca- the uh, cracker's way better in my opinion. This is going to be a weird thing, but I know I noticed it, so I'm hoping you did too. That smell when you open up a pack of combos, like that opening whiff, is what I like to describe as the worst thing in the fucking world. It smells like like you're going to eat them regardless, but you're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> These might not be good. And it, it, it's more prevalent with the pizza, the, like the pepperoni pizza combos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get a funk. See, I'm. I'll eat the pepperoni pizza, but those are definitely not my favorite. But yeah, those smell uh, atrocious. They don't smell like taco meat and Fritos, but they do kind of <laughs> smell like throw up. Uh, I I did dry heave again today. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. I got a Snapchat of a bunch of hair in a vacuum cleaner, and I didn't <laughs> and I didn't realize what it was right away. And then I kind of started looking at it, and something about it just triggered me. I was like, ugh, ugh. it was fucking disgusting. I did not appreciate it. That's funny. Yeah, I I typically have a pretty strong stomach. Like, I've gutted many animals and been around animals and <laughs> humans and uh, and people like shit and puke and like all that stuff. But the one thing I don't know if I, we talked about it before, but like if a little kid has like a booger or like snot and they like they like lick it up or they like they're digging in there and then they like eat it, that gets me. Just oh. yeah, yep, it's getting me real good. Just you describing it. Oh God, I just think of like little kids' sleeves when they have like a runny nose. <laughs> so goddamn gross. What's like, uh? If- it, it's it's bad to the point where Lily will be like, grab grab him a Kleenex. And I'm like, fuck, no, nope, I can't do it. I don't, I don't <laughs> care how old he is. He grabs his own. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, I just was, I was going to ask, what, what's, uh, if you're getting combos 
what's the what's the go-to flavor for you honestly i like just the the regular original cheese cheese and cracker um that's pretty elite because i want to be if this makes any sense as light as possible with my (laughs) choice because i know i'm gonna eat the whole fucking bag bag. oh yeah so like seven layer uh uh whatever it is like seven layer like because there's seven layer and then there's like salsa some kind salsa yeah those are good that seven layer probably flavor wise i would say is probably my favorite but i for some reason in my little mind i feel less miserable after eating an entire bag if it's just the cheese ones i mean i still feel miserable (laughs) i was gonna say i have frequently i haven't had combos in forever but i do know i was getting them there was a stretch where i was getting them frequently oh yeah probably probably when i was at what you like to call peak fat tyler (laughs) (laughs) there was every single time i would eat like half the bag and i'd like wrap them up and be like later and 25 seconds later i'm grabbing another one oh yeah just so goddamn fat those those used to be my my road companion just a bag of combos i mean you just see them there at the at the gas station or the truck stop and you just gotta snag them it was it would either be those or uh jalapeno cheetos yeah oh but then jalapeno. I get like green shit all over my hands. Yeah, I I even just I went I skipped straight past or I obviously I dabbled with jalapeno Cheetos. <laughs> let's let's make it crazier, folks. I'm still not I'm not peak fat Tyler, but I've been flirting. But uh, there is I just started doing flaming hot ones and just skipping the middleman. And every single time I have felt miserable, and like you're just laying, and I'm just sitting there like my mouth's hot nothing feels good i usually was trying to throw a dip in afterwards so my mouth's just my mouth's just in pain it's a good burp yeah a flaming hot a flaming hot hot (laughs) wintergreen usually there's a mellow yellow tossed in there somewhere oh all-time bad breath oh jesus i that's why that's why everyone else is wearing masks nowadays if i did that i would melt through the mask it would oh that's why I frequently in my truck i in my work truck i would keep a toothbrush and toothpaste with me just in case it's just like man I'm, i hope i don't have to talk to anyone but if i have to i gotta brush my teeth real fast because oh i've i guess i've just i think i've tried flaming hot cheetos before but i just never there yeah Ooh, there's even like flaming flaming hot limon that's a fucking burn right there. The drink? No, no. Like like limon flavored Cheetos. Really? Yeah. There. Whoa. Yeah, huh? Dude, it's crazy what they can do with chemicals nowadays. Well, have you ever you ever uh, dabbled in the Takis before? Uh, I have a couple times. Uh, rap music made me try them. I thought maybe I was culturally appropriating it when I tried them. They were all right. I definitely understand why they could be rated highly in people's snack ratings I've, I've, I've dabbled with a couple of them i don't know what the flavors are i just know the colors of the bag but the purple one seems to be the, <laughs> the best. purple ones yeah <laughs> that's what i just say uh, you could give me two hours i couldn't tell you a taki flavor i but as soon as you were like the color of the bag was like purple <laughs> yeah uh, yeah there, uh there's uh, there's some 
there's something cool about like just walking into a gas station and you know you're about to be like traveling by yourself for like at least six hours and it's just like i'm about to just crush snack foods and then you get them all and you eat them all like the first hour and then the last hour you're just like yeah i kind of wish i was not doing this like please help me somebody yeah the the few minutes of enjoyment don't outweigh the (laughs) guilt and remorse and stomach pains that you had to follow oh god it's just like yeah did i really need to eat a thing of funyuns uh two little debbie's fruit pies and a big gatorade probably not but here i am i'm i'm usually guilty of like the yogurt pretzels i'll eat a whole fucking bag of those things there is uh there's these things out there uh i got them on a goddamn i'm gonna be white as fuck when i say this they were on a charcuterie board i had (laughs) that was made that had uh a bunch of candy but then there was these reese's like peanut butter and chocolate pretzels they're like dipped pretzels and reese's peanut butter and like drizzled in chocolate well yeah Uh, i put a hurting on those put a real deep hurting Uh, there was also, this was a couple weeks ago, uh, it was on Easter. Uh, Easter morning, I woke up, obviously, probably violently hungover. I was. And uh, I was like, fuck, I need gifts for, you know, my family. And so I walked into Lewis Drug. And Classic. Was, yeah. You know, wearing the, wearing the clothes from the night before. Obviously, I smell like someone just threw vodka in a sauna. And... It was like raining and snowing out and I walked around that Lewis just like buying weird shit and like trying to like stay within my $22 budget. And then I walked past like in this end cap and they had peanut butter stuffed pretzels. Like they're like little pockets of pretzels stuffed with peanut Mm. butter. I was like, they used to serve them at the, uh, tinners. Remember tinners? Mm hmm. Uh, they used to serve those in the Tinner's Casino where like they actually transitioned to the full casino and they had like a full candy buffet if you were gambling. I would like to say I was gambling because I have a crushing addiction to it. I was going there pumping 20s in just so I could hammer the candy buffet. And as soon as I saw those, I bought those. They were like eight bucks. And I just like sat in shame after like my two-hour family Easter and just like just like sat in the dark watching netflix just hammering peanut butter pretzels and it was one of those where like the sunday scaries were the deepest they had ever been <laughs> like just felt terrible just bloated from all the salt it was just like i gotta hone it in the those peanut butter pretzels are pretty good we, we've had them before too but yeah you eat too many of them i guess just like anything makes you, makes you fucking feel miserable um, which was what my plan was for yesterday with delicious hot dogs. <laughs> uh, did you see their, um, I'm not sure who asked him, but, uh, Steve Smith Jr. Um, he, he rated his, uh, top five teammates that he's ever played with. Uh, before you even before you even get into this list, I want to preface this list by saying Steve Smith Jr. is a world-renowned asshole. That's fair. He, he constantly he's got Napoleon complex. He was always trying to fight everyone. He threw some devastating no-look blocks. Trust me, 
he's the type of guy you hate when he's hate when he's on the other team, but you love him if you're on his team. I mean, still, yeah. still a, uh, you know, still was a successful football player with a long tenure um, for the Carolina Panthers and then uh, the Baltimore Ravens in oh, 2014, 2016. I forgot he played for the Ravens. Yeah, he was from 2001 to 2013 with the Panthers and then from 2014 to 2016 uh, with Ravens. the Ravens. Um, this, uh, this is besides the point. They're, I feel like the Ravens are kind of one of those teams where they always kind of pick up players at like the like far end of their career. Like, like Deion Sanders played for the Ravens for a little bit. Like, I, I don't know why I just have that kind of thought in my head. Uh, but I do, even though it's probably dumb. And I'm sure someone will hear this and text me tomorrow and tell me that I'm dumb. But <laughs> until then, but go on. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, I was just I was just thinking about the the Ravens. I the Ravens are besides like you know how their defense had been really good, and now obviously Lamar Jackson good at sports be, being there is, is is helpful. But at times, Baltimore is somewhat forgettable. You know, like outside of like Ray Lewis murdering people yeah. allegedly, and you know how they how their defense was really really good, and Trent Dilfer was a fucking moron. Um, outside of that, it's so um, weird because that's exactly what I think of when I think of the Ravens. <laughs> Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis allegedly killed those people. Trent Dilfer, not good. In fact, idiot. I oh, and you, I, think, I think of Ray Rice punching the shit out of that chick in the elevator. Oh, that too. I forgot about that. How could you? I mean, <laughs> probably because you know, being a married man, I try to distance myself from thoughts of domestic violence. <laughs> That's just that's just helpful thinking. Me, I think about that three times a day. I gotta keep it out of my subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I when they eventually do have to play this in a courtroom because of me, they got that part's gonna come up and the judge is gonna be like, We're gonna talk to him later. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't he didn't just snap. That that wasn't uh that wasn't not premeditated. He he had he had underlying thoughts of it yeah. prior. We have we have 310 hours of ta- Tyler talking about himself going insane. <laughs> I'm starting <laughs> to think that man might have been crazy. But um, what did Steve Smith Jr. say? I'm assuming probably something mean about my baby boy. So let me hear it. Um, actually, I was gonna, I was uh, since you brought up Trent Dilfer real quick. Did you did you hear that? Uh, for whatever reason. Like Tua went to a camp put together by Trent Dilfer. Yeah, I I I have heard that. Uh, I don't know. If I, I think I saw it on like an ESPN like E60, where like Trent Dilfer was becoming some weird quarterback guru. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I, I mean, obviously on Twitter I follow a shitload of sports people, and normally sports people tend to watch a lot of ESPN. And I just remember after watching it, like like watching it. And seeing it on Twitter that most people were just like, how the fuck could Trent Delford have a goddamn quarterback camp? That'd be like me having a fiscal responsibility camp. Like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, well, and, and def- I mean, it does make sense when you think of a former 
talented quarterback that has the same skill set as Tua, you automatically think of Dilfer. <laughs> He's the Dilfer. first one that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, similar build, sim- similar uh, uh, family traditional upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, similar heritage. Yep. 100%. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, I, just, I don't know how Trent Dilfer is relatable in that sense because he seems like a less fat Will Sasso um, who is, I don't know. I don't understand also how he has a, <laughs> how he has like a broadcasting career because he always yeah. sounds like such a fucking douchebag. Yeah. God, I hate Trent Dilfer. <laughs> uh, should I put Trent Dilfer on the list? <laughs> He's always been on my personal list, but yeah, we can put him on the fucking list. You think I won't just throw him on the list because you obviously have some feelings about him? You'd be so wrong. I just Trent over from the fucking list, pal. Anytime he's on TV talking about football and being a quarterback, and he got a Super Bowl because Ray Lewis was literally murdering people. I I know for a fact I watched that Giants and Ravens Super Bowl. Like, I had to have been fairly young. It might have been, like, 2001. But I just remember at the time just being like, oh, I really like Ray Lewis because he's he's a good tackler. And my dad just being like, yo, chill out. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe you don't say you like Ray Lewis. I'm like, why, Papa? Yeah. Like, oh, there's some white suit controversy. Yeah. Well, circling back to uh, Steve Smith's list, he he lists here what was supposed to be like his top five uh, teammates of all time, but he ended up like putting a tie in for four, so he ended up with six people. But but Julius Peppers made the list. Um, Good. And uh, Musin Muhammad and Ricky Prohl made the list. I remember. I strictly remember Ricky Prohl because he was a white wide receiver. And uh, pre-puberty, Tyler had dreams of being a wide receiver. Think about it. I got the diva attitude. I got great hands. uh, Semi-okay leaping ability. I can run a great route. I just don't have the speed. Who – What that was back – Prohl – was his teammate from 2003 to 2005. Was that, was that Jake Delhomme years? Oh, uh, fuck, it has to be. It literally has to be. Oh, yeah. Jake Delhomme. There's a like, name I haven't heard in years. Every time I think of Delhomme, I just think of uh, Boomer being like, what is, I can't remember. They like come and you got a Delhomme. Yeah, I got a Delhomme. I just I remember uh, people are like, God, I'm gonna expose myself as a fucking secret nerd. But I remember like going on like NFL message boards and teams are people like giving out like the Jake Delhomme Award of the Week, and it was to the person that has the worst week. <laughs> like, like that was after he had like whatever like that six interception game or whatever, <laughs> where he had, like I think he had like maybe like five interceptions and like three fumble. It was something like, come on, bud, <laughs> like. You gotta be there a little bit. Um, this just that, when you said Julius Peppers, uh, it just reminded me he went to the Bears for a while. I forgot that. Or I didn't yeah. forget that. Just one of those things I don't really think about. Holy yeah. shit! Ricky Ricky Prohl played seventeen NFL seasons. No shit. 
Holy fuck. That's a six foot tall, 190 pound white guy. Huh. I honestly, I read the name and I couldn't place him. I don't, I don't remember Pearl. Uh, well, he played from 1990 to 2006. He was with the Arizona Cardinals, the Seattle Seahawks, the Chicago Bears, the St. Louis Rams, the Carolina Panthers, and the Indianapolis Colts. So, he fucking, he got around. He got around. He had not really that, like, I mean, obviously, he played in the NFL for 17 years, but he had 669 receptions and 8,800 yards and 54 touchdowns. And that's really not, like, he was never bad, but he was never great. Yeah, it's not like groundbreaking, but it's more than a cup of coffee. I mean, he was, yeah. what, you said 17 years? I mean, that's a long years. time. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. he was teammates with Smith, yeah, 2003, 2005. I think I already said that, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's long enough ago where I wasn't fucking paying attention to the Carolina Panthers. I was say, I'm not even sure. I don't think my brain was even like fully formed until I was like 24. Like, yeah, mine's like, still quite not. Yeah, so is mine, and I'm only damaging it. And but like, I like I know I was alive and watching football at that time. There is like not a whole lot. There's flashes. There's flashes of stuff going on. Like you saying Jake Delhomme literally just like triggered like a flood of memories. If I ever have to go to therapy, I'm just gonna need to tell the therapist to be like, hey, can you just say random shit, and I'll just uh, I'll go off that. Like, oh, yeah. uh, Jake Delhomme, yes, I was sad. Uh, he so had, was Julius Peppers number one? Um, he actually had him at five, I guess. So Julius Peppers was five. Masim Muhammad and Ricky Prohl were tied for number four. And then he had Terrell Suggs at oh. number three from his 2014-2016 tenure with the Ravens. Which I've always like I've like looking at Suggs like he just looks like a terrifying individual. <laughs> yeah, as, first of all, I know him as NFL player and HBO's Ballers <laughs> guest guest star Terrell Suggs. But yes, even in even like in the show where you don't see him in pads and stuff like that, he still looked like just a terrifying human. Uh. And, the thought of him running me down for a sack, no thank you. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure when we were at um my buddy had a destination wedding in Cancun and Suggs wasn't getting married, but like one of his buddies was. And we were on like the same beach together. But I <laughs> did you I have was, to- I was too big of a pussy to go talk to him. I didn't I want say, to bother him. <laughs> say, because, you know, 99.9% chance you would have walked up and been like, hey, Trell Suggs, I really like you as a player. And he'd have been like, thanks, guy. That's 0.1% chance where he's just like, buries me guy. in the sand. <laughs> yeah, he, he stuffs you into a locker and then takes your girlfriend to homecoming. Like, you can't have that. You don't want that on a destination wedding. Well, he was like in, uh, in like linen. Yeah, it wasn't like a suit, but it was like, in linens and stuff and i was just like yeah i don't want to interrupt what's going on over there it just seems like a good way to get my ass kicked especially if you get your ass kicked by a man in linen you gotta you gotta call it a life you gotta like 
like eyewear linen. <laughs> uh, oh, goddamn, Trell Suggs is scary as shit. He, so then Steve Smith, uh, number two, had Greg Olson, which, excuse me. Shout out there, leg Greg. I've heard, I mean, I've heard interviews with Greg, and I mean, he seems like a good dude, like, like joking around, uh, yeah. pretty down to earth. I love, I love Greg Olson. This is a, that's just like, Greg Olson's one of my favorite NFL players because he is, he's like funny. He's kind of self-deprecating. He's also just a really good tight end. And do you know the whole seventh floor crew at Miami? Have you ever heard that before? I remember he, didn't they like rap a song and he was like third leg Greg in it? Third leg Greg. I'm going to, let me just pull up some of these lyrics. And I will read them for the nice people at home, just in case they don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this song is very graphic. If you're playing this, do not let your kids be in the car. Let's see what Third Greg Leg had to say. Oh, God, it's so long. I forgot how long this song was. All right. Uh, hope your folks are ready at home for a dramatic reading of The Seventh Floor Crew. This is this is third leg Greg. What's your name? G Reg. What what you do? Get head. How you do it? Drop my drawers and let her see me third leg. True. Chilling on the seventh floor. I gotta let these chickens know. Big Greg is in the house, and I'm finna make these hoes choke. On my balls, on my dick, then I bust a nut quick. On her face, on her chest, stick my dick between her breasts. Come on, fellas, let's get weird. Stick your dick up in her ear. While I'm laughing at these guys, I second nut all in her eyes. Wait a minute, in her eyes, in her eyes. That would be, that's second ranked teammate, third leg Greg. That's just, just guys being dudes, you know? Who who hasn't written, uh, written themselves into a rap song like that? I know for a fact I have. <laughs> and, well, man, I forgot how graphic that was. Like, I knew, I've read the lyrics before, but just doing that right there, I, if we were recording, I would have laughed openly like 15 different times. Good old it's, third leg, Greg. Uh, second rank teammate. God damn, I hope number one's who I know it's not. And number one, he's got Jordan Gross. Um uh, offensive tackle from 2003 to 2013 for the Carolina Panthers. Um, yeah, he was uh, Panthers Hall of Honor last October. Um, 167 starts, one All Pro, three Pro Bowl selections. Um, and I guess he was, uh, you know, kind of like the big veteran uh, locker room. You know, really embodied the that Carolina Panther Panthers. From what I'm reading, yeah. I'm just re- I'm just reading what's in front of me because I honestly don't remember Jordan. <laughs> yeah, Rose. I just you, <laughs> you said it, and like I was kind of hoping you weren't gonna throw it to me and be like, "Remember him?" Because I was gonna have to be like, "No, dude." <laughs> tell me your tell me your top three favorite times uh, that Jordan Gross blocked someone because we all remember. I know I mine. Say, I loved when he t- I loved when he blocked the left end. And then went right to the second level for a four-yard gain. Oh, they must have played with each other. Did Steve Smith play at Utah? 
I couldn't tell you. He doesn't. He Steve Smith doesn't seem like a Utah guy to me. Let's see. Let's do the research. God damn. Yep. University of Utah. Uh, uh, University of Utah, 1999 to 2001. Santa Monica College, 97 to 99. So I guess him and uh, Jordan um, played college ball in Utah prior old, to. Yeah. That seems so that like makes cheating. sense. <laughs> but uh, if, if uh, Tyler, yourself, and everybody at home um, noticed that Cam Newton um, didn't make that list. I mean, also Jake DeLome didn't make that list, but – uh, oh, I, I've noticed a distinct lack of Cameron Newton, an NFL MVP. In case the people forget, he took the Panthers to the Super Bowl, went fifteen and one. Look, looked really, really good. Immediately laid an egg against Denver. Probably was Von Miller's fault. <laughs> I think. I think Cam Newton might have nightmares of Von Miller still. I I would. Yeah. Why does everyone hate Cam Newton but me? I I used to like really I wouldn't say hate, but uh Cam Newton really wasn't high on my list as far as quarterbacks that I liked or quarterbacks that I would hang out with and find any sort of common ground with. Um the the hats and the scarves and the weird outfits and the texting and hieroglyphics, um, yeah, he's just he's that's a little weird. out there. That's weird. That doesn't do that. Doesn't do anything for you because that a hundred percent does something for me. <laughs> Look, Cam Newton and I would just like show up wearing the same scarves and we'd just be like, "Damn it, one of us <laughs> is gonna have to change." I mean, don't get me wrong. He's uh he's a hell of an athlete. I just think that at times he kind of got a large head, but at the same time, he was a, he's, he's a hell of a football player and he's been very, very successful throughout his, you know, college career and, and in the NFL early on, you know, has done really, really well. So kind of fallen off as of late. Yeah. Uh, I did see, I did see something. This was, I, when you kind of told me about it in our pre-show talk, I thought you were talking, I read an article today. It wasn't even an article. It was like a little blurb under a video and I couldn't watch the video, but they were talking about, like they interviewed a couple of teammates and they basically came out and said the Panthers, like uh, Cam Newton had like a lens Frank breaking his foot. Mm. Um, and that's kind of, and they tried rushing him back, even though like all the doctors said, like you have to sit out a full season. The Panthers are kind of like, get back out there. Come on, chief. And did not go well for my friend Chamron. Yeah. I mean, you could obviously tell that that something um, was amiss. You know, like he, he just hadn't seemed healthy the last, you know, the last few times he was out there. Um, uh, uh, the reason I remember it was called a Lens Frank break is because I had a Lens Frank break in, or a Lens Frank break in my foot. And I, I also rushed back <laughs> and not, not to, you know, play sports or anything, but because I was like 21 years old and I needed to like go out to the bars and stuff. But, uh, 
I came back a little inj- a little little early, a little premature. I popped that cast off at walking in my walking boot, and I just fucking walked. My f- like my foot, I can still feel where the break was in my foot, and like it still hurts. So I'm not saying Cam Newton and I are basically foot brothers, but ooh, not a good phrase <laughs> phrasing. I mean, I guess that. You know what? Let me have it. He's a top teammate of mine. Um, I was looking at this uh, this UFC fight night that's coming up on Saturday. I don't really recognize anybody on the card yeah. other than uh, Tyron Woodley. Yeah, I was gonna say I also kind of looked at that because I was like, uh, if for the fine folks at home, there is not a lot going on in the world nowadays. So Cody and I are having to dive real deep for research. And one of these was looking at an obscure fight night card. But that did, like, I saw Woodley, and I was like, eh, whatever. I'll probably watch it just because it's on. But that did lead me to, uh, you're going to need to help me with this name, Usman. And what's his first name? Kamar, Kamara? Kamara Usman? I think he's currently, like, the welterweight champion. Uh, let me see. Because... <laughs> The way I have it written down looks a lot like camera, <laughs> but there's also a real solid chance I just can't read my own writing. Kamura? I feel bad because I don't. Let me see here. Rankings. Oh, I think he's welterweight. Yeah, Kamaru. Kamaru. I think it's Usman, yeah. I like I, he's obviously a champion, but he uh, called out either Conor McGregor or Jorge Masvidal for the fight in July, July seventh, I think it is. That's going to be supposedly like that's going to be like the big fight, uh, Fight Island fights, and he either wants Conor McGregor or Jorge Masvidal. Two people I would not enjoy fighting. How come? Well, they have. Did I miss something? Like, why is Masvidal only ranked number three? Yeah, I. Uh, that's kind of what I was looking at. I don't know. I was going to ask you, you because Bless I didn't you. know. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. I Sorry. I Fine folks at home can't see this, but I missed a large chunk when I was shaving. So I have, like, a normal beard on 99% of my face and then, like, three-inch long hairs, <laughs> and I can't stop picking at it. Yeah, I guess I don't even remember uh, Usman Usman's. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't even realize he was a welterweight champion. I guess that's how little I've been on top of uh, the UFC as of late. And that's kind of like I knew that like I've heard the name before. I didn't realize that he was a champion. I do recognize the name Conor McGregor and Jorge Masvidal though. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if he wants to fight them, I will watch that. I don't. I think I would honestly rather see him fight Masvidal, because, like, I know what I'm getting with Conor McGregor. I I know he's gonna go for the fucking glorious glorious knockout, and he's gonna talk a whole lot of noise that I that I love. But every single time that Conor McGregor fights, I am just since he's one of like he I I really do like Conor McGregor. I just hate every time he fights where I'm like he's probably just gonna get murdered this fight. <laughs> But Masvidal, there's a like Masvidal might 
try to kill the person in the ring. Yeah, because they're they're showing uh, Conor McGregor's number four in the lightweights, and Khabib is the the champion. Justin Gaethje, the interim champion for lightweight, but then they show Conor McGregor ranked number fourteen at welterweight, and Usman's uh, the champion, and then uh, number one contender Tyron Woodley. But um, yeah, what I was what I was reading is they don't like Masvidal wants to fight Nate Diaz again, so they were thinking Conor McGregor is kind of like the the choice. So yes, I will watch that. Um, I, I I just I really enjoy watching humans fight, especially if I know their names. Yeah, because like this Gilbert Burns, I don't know his name. He's the one that's fighting Woodley. Yeah, on like, Saturday. He's eighteen like, and three. Like it's got is that gonna, is that like a tune up fight? Like I, I, I mean, he's number six, but I mean. I mean, typically, if you're the number one contender, you fight the champion unless you already, <laughs> yeah. unless you already have. Um, I, yeah, I don't know I, why that's not happening. Maybe I should have done my research if, to figure that one out. If I was, if I was a goddamn, if I was in the same weight class as Connor, I would try to fight Connor constantly because I would like to get paid millions of dollars. That's fair. It's like, yeah, it's like no, you're the number one contender. You got to fight the champion. It's like, no, I'll fight Connor McGregor. <laughs> It's like, why? It's like, no reason. Just bought a boat. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was kind of that was something I found kind of in my deep dive. I didn't really know how much we would talk about uh um uh that like the new the fights coming up just because there wasn't really anything that like there's nothing too groundbreaking. Like this is one of those if I wasn't like I'll pro I, I will watch it. But if I missed it, I could just watch the highlights on Twitter. Like, I can watch right. any cool knock. I can watch any cool knockout later. Um, I know I asked you about this pre-show, but you have watched the marvelous Miss Maisel. Yes, Fantastic I actually, show. yeah, I thought it was very, very good. What What I didn't realize was, um, um, I guess not being well educated in the early uh history of stand up comedy that that Lenny Bruce you know was a was an actual person yeah yeah he was a he, I I did know that that's kind of like it was cool when I was watching it because I I knew he, I knew he was like oh god I'm going to hate uh, no I'm I'm going to I'm going to say why I know that uh when I was in second grade my parents took me to a bookstore and they said, like, the bookstore was going out of business. And, and they said, like, every book was a dollar. So they're like, you know what, Tyler? Go crazy. Get as many books as you want. And one of the books I got was a thing full of celebrity mugshots. <laughs> <laughs> and I crushed that book. Like, it was just, it was simple. But Lenny Bruce was in there for obscenity and stuff like that, which I then had to ask my parents. I'm like, what the fuck you mean you can get arrested for swearing? And because I was seven, so they hit me. But uh, like I, that was kind of cool. Like, and I, and then I kind of, I did my, I did a little research on him. And yeah, it turns out before like 1970, if you swore in public, they would fucking arrest the shit out of you. Yeah, that's Which, that's crazy. Because I mean, you know, watching the show, you know, you see him get arrested multiple times for obscenity. And like it, it says here that 
like yeah, in October of 1961, he said cocksucker, and then he was talking about using cum as a uh, verb. And yeah, they arrested uh, <laughs> yeah, for today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, can you imagine? Like, they arrested him for saying cocksucker. If they just went back and played like one of these episodes in front of a crowd, oh god, you and I'd be tried for war crimes. Yeah, the town would burn. Uh, well, even here it says um, again, again in nineteen sixty. Well, in nineteen sixty-one, he was arrested for drug possession, and then two years later, um, he was arrested because he used the word schmuck, which. I didn't really know this, but I guess schmuck is a Yiddish term for penis. Huh. Um, so he got Can't charged for obscenity that. again for that, yeah. which which is funny to think, you know, how far we've come where, I mean, now everybody would be, you yeah. know, talking about your freedom of speech and what you can and can't say. But back then, like you said something that was too offensive to the white crotchety people of America and they tried yeah. to lock you up. Good Lord, that is just, oh, that's, that's insane. I like if he, he, I bet if Lenny Bruce came out and like did his stand up set today, people would be like, that dude was fucking weird. He barely even swore. <laughs> like, like the entire time he'd be like, hey, fuck. And then he'd be like, whoa. Yeah, he was the edgiest uh, comedian in 1960, and he wouldn't fucking hold a candle to any of the fuckers today. <laughs> Yeah. Dave Chappelle would just make this man cry on stage. It makes me it makes me think I've been uh I've been watching a lot of Kitchen Nightmares with, with Gordon Ramsay. Oh, and yeah. back in like two thousand six, seven, eight, whenever that show was going on, man, he's he like he called the uh, multiple times on different episodes i've seen him like call people a fat cunt uh, a fat bitch um just swearing at people it's awesome (laughs) ah god damn there is something calling someone a fat cunt is fucking hilarious (laughs) like i uh i remember when i was uh my parents didn't let me swear until i was 18 which was kind of unfair i mean obviously i swore just not around them because my parents swore constantly. <laughs> and I just remember my mom, like my me negotiating with my parents when I was like 13, just I'm like, just let me swear. I'm like, everyone else swears. And they're like, no, you little bastard, shut up. And I was like, well, what can I say? Like, can I say like crap? And they're like, no. And I started to say like another C word. My mom's like, oh, if you say that word, oh, you're going to be so far. I'm going to fucking kill you. And I think I was going to say chooch or cooch. And my mom thought I was going to say cunt. And I literally, I think I saw my dad like warming up in the batters by like the fucking bullpen. <laughs> like, and that's when I learned out girls hate the word cunt, which is it's, so weird. Yeah. It's, it's a very powerful four letter word. Yeah. Which I love. And for some I, reason, like British people just use it all willy nilly. Yeah. They use cunt like we use fuck. And I'm not like if we traded, if we traded, if we gave them fuck and we got cunt, I would not be mad. It's a it's a fun word to say. <laughs> I was gonna say they, we trade them fuck, which is an elite 
number one, like a number one overall pick of swear words, and we trade them for cunt and bruv. Bruv. <laughs> and we we just swap picks. I'm in. Um, not. I don't really have a good segue into this, but I wanted to talk about the uh, match two with um, uh, Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods versus uh, Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Can I just say, uh, just when we were talking about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, yeah. it's an Amazon Amazon show. Amazon is really, really bad of like, they'll show you like, so Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was two seasons. Uh, Jack Bauer. No, not, not Jack Bauer. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan was only two seasons. But if you're just kind of like in the zone and you're crushing through episodes, it'll show season three, like next up. So you're like, oh, hell yeah. I got a whole other season of this. And you'll click on it and it'll just say upcoming. And it's like, mm. oh. Like I did it. I did it with Jack Ryan. Like Jack Ryan, I was just like, season two is over. Let's go season three. Just upcoming. And I was. I think I ended up like I did, it was like seven thirty at night, and I was like, you know, fuck it, I'm going to bed. But yes, match two. Um, I guess like one, I wrote down a few things. One of the funny things um, was uh, when Tiger hit hit a drive, and Charles Barkley was 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 commentating or whatever uh throughout awesome. the throughout the match and charles uh, great. And, and charles was like that looked that looked just like me and justin thomas is like yeah you fucking you fucking wish charles and charles was like oh i'm i meant that we we're both black <laughs> and <laughs> and like all the white people that were in the booth they're like uh can we can we laugh at that is that we can, are we okay to laugh I, man when he said that i was like you know what charles good on you that was that was uh, pretty funny we uh i i ended up watching it at uh a sports bar and there was there was some raucous behavior going on i was i was kind i was trying to lay low a little bit and uh because i had a real really showed my ass on saturday so you know i was trying to lay low and like we were watching it and for some reason the sound wouldn't work so i was having to like read the captions and when that caption happened i laughed so goddamn hard Oh, it was just me in a packed bar laughing to myself about racist stuff. <laughs> there was, yeah, Tiger Woods was looking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, him and Peyton end up winning it. Winning, um, probably, probably could have won by. I think they could have won by more. I, I was really surprised how good of a golfer Peyton Manning was, and how Tom Brady really wasn't that good. And, but then he had some huge shots that bailed him out, and it was yeah, like yeah when when Charles was like jawing him, and then <laughs> Brady like chipped that that long shot that went in, and oh, in doing so split his pants. But <laughs> when he when he did it, he was like suck that <laughs> suck that Charles. <laughs> that uh that shot where he Brady chipped it in, and it did like that wicked ass spin like into the uh hole. The bar went nuts. Like I think, like like people were like cheering, like high fiving. It was like, what? Are we just that desperate? Like, yeah, it's Tom Brady, and yeah, this is awesome. But come on, guys, him splitting his pants was lol funny. 
Yeah, and he ended up like popping on like some some sweats or whatever. <laughs> I bet Under Armour like because Tom Brady's an Under Armour athlete, and I bet when he split those pants, Under Armour just like saw their stock prices stock prices just dip a little bit. Like, God damn it, Tom Brady, your ass is too fat. Speaking of speaking of somebody's ass being too fat, when Charles Charles Barkley was talking about, um, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, uh, or somebody wouldn't go to them to ask him how to how to slam dunk or something like that. And Justin Thomas is like, Charles, your fat ass can't dunk anymore. <laughs> and, and like everybody else was like, Oh, you can't say like you 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 can't you know tell somebody they're a fat ass anymore. And then Charles was like, you can't. He's like, you can't be bullying me like that. He's like, that. And it was just kind of funny how he like. Yeah indirectly Charles got in front of the uh the cancel culture that might have went after yeah. Justin Thomas for fat shaming Charles Barkley. Oh god. Yeah. Thank God the blue check marks on Twitter don't watch sports. So <laughs> that would probably would have been okay. But Justin Thomas was like Justin Thomas was like he was doing really well. I was actually kind of surprised by that. Because I had seen some I'd seen some hate on the internet that were just like, you don't want to fucking hear Justin Thomas like blah blah blah. Give us this, give us that. Justin Thomas and Charles Barkley were like damn near like a highlight of like the entire thing well i didn't realize that justin thomas and charles had like played a practice round or essentially justin thomas was attempting to coach charles barkley through (laughs) a practice round and when he was supposed to do the uh the bogey um the bogey or under yeah uh, challenge on hole 18 and charles didn't quite uh make that um like my biggest takeaway is when he went to hit his drive and it went like 10 yards <laughs> like yeah. his drive is like my drive at times That's, there was literally multiple parts when we were watching it i was i was sitting with a really like a person who was really good at golf and every single time tom brady got up i was like holy shit you might be legit be better than tom brady <laughs> like that's kind of nuts but yeah that was Watching Charles Barkley golf makes me do- makes me feel slightly better about my own golf game. Yeah, especially since like Charles has been playing golf a lot, and he plays at like fancy places and like gets to be on TV for it. Yeah, you think would somebody like, would like kind of help him out with his drive? Yeah. Oh god, that is atrocious to watch. It's like he's got so many hitches in it. Like, it's yeah, just like, it so looks, unsmooth. It looks so painful. What? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that would be like having me, like, interview marathoners. <laughs> like, oh, gee, were you real sweaty around mile 24? I just drank a bunch of chocolate milk. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was I, it was just awesome to watch. It was a nice time. It was like a nice time on Sunday. Like, it was just – it was a pleasant experience. They should be yeah, watching them often. Watching them play in the middle of that fucking monsoon. <laughs> They got a couple of Caddyshack references in there. I don't think the heavy no. stuff's going to come down for a while. No, for a while. They, they were killing it. They were killing it. They did. This was so much better than the original match one. Like when it was Tiger versus Phil, this was so much better. It was like smoother. It was like way more, way more like fan friendly, uh, as, if that makes sense. Like way more. The people at home got a lot more because of the good banter, good golf. I. If they if golf comes back this year, which I think it will, I think they, the Masters are going to get played in like November. Tiger Woods is looking real fucking salty. 
Like that might have he might have just put like the whole world on like notice, like, hey, Tiger back. Which um rightfully so, since it was like his home turf. Him core, yeah. Uh Phil Mickelson wearing shorts. I always forget Phil Mickelson's legs are just like his calves are carved from bronze. Phil Mickelson has just ripped legs. And it's just very jarring to see Phil Mickelson and then like the camera just like pans down slowly and his like his legs are just ripped and like bra and like tan as hell. You're like, what the fuck? Also, I don't know if it was just the way that his clothes were fitting, but I mean Phil's man tits look like he must have been benching, you know, must have yeah. got rid of him, toned yeah, him down. Not letting the puppies breathe anymore. <laughs> what a I, dick. I, I also did like how Justin Thomas is like, you know how you have that one friend that you ask a question, they over explain everything? He's like, Yeah, that's Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that we were just uh this just reminded me of so Phil won the first match against Tiger and he won like nine million dollars. And the the whole thing, which is why this was a lot smoother this time, is the first one was supposed to be pay-per-view and like you could pay more money. to like, you could get like this, you know, the standard one, the high def one, and then you could get like, a, like a, I think it was like 99 bucks and it was supposed to be like way more interactive. And like, you could like, I think you might've been even like chat with the players or like, you know, how you like getting like a, put in like a room where you can actually like kind of talk, talk to them or whatever type to them. And I think Jake Owen Jake Owen met Phil at like a wedding, like the next like couple weeks after that. And he said he was kind of drunk and he walked up to Phil and he was like, Hey, you owe me a hundred bucks. And you know, that sucked. And Phil Mickelson pulled out a lot of hundreds, threw him one and just said, I just made 90,000 of these. Thanks for your money. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that story if I, too. If I was at that wedding, I would have clapped in the background. <laughs> you just hit him with, Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he said, she ain't got no nipples. <laughs> Just running around. That was absolutely just that's a devastating move. I hoped I hope Phil was practicing that like in like the mirror the day before. He's like, if anyone trips me about this, I need to be carrying forty thousand dollars and hundred dollar bills on me just so I can rub their face in it. Yeah, that I remember uh seeing a snip of that interview. I thought that was very, very funny. That's what I, I, I think it might have. I think it was one of the Barstool Sports podcasts that talked about it, but I kind of forgot about it until it got brought up on Sunday. I was like, holy shit, what a story. Raise the shitload of money for coronavirus, which is tight. Uh, we should keep throwing money at that until it goes away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I eventually would like to do a 5K for it. So, yeah, you can put it on. Hopefully it's like a walk run. Yeah, more of a walk for me. I'm not even gonna pretend to run. But uh, yeah, there was that. Um, the NHL is coming back. That's pretty tight. They're gonna nice. do the 2014 playoff. I'm not a huge hockey guy. Playoff hockey is pretty fun to watch. Um, but if it's the only thing on, I'll probably watch it. Cause I'm desperate for content. And I'm not. I'm not like a. You know, I'm not really up on all of the rules of hockey, but um, one of my roommates is is a pretty big hockey fan, um, big Caps fan, and uh, I I will say from my limited fan experience, playoff hockey is a hundred times different than regular season hockey. 
Yeah, there was there was a game a couple of years ago. It was on like a Tuesday or like a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night where they ended, they ended up going into like three sudden death overtimes. And I remember uh, there was a couple of us uh, having some wings and we were like watching the game. And, you know, this was before the first overtime. And it was one of those like we watched it and it was like overtime. We're like, oh, fuck, yeah, overtime. And then it went to another overtime. And we were just like, holy shit, this is fucking intense. Because, I mean, it's people are going nuts. Like, everything is just, everything is insane. And I remember I left because I was like, God damn, I got to work at like 6 in the morning. And it was already like 12.30. And I was like, I can't do it. And I remember I left right when like the like middle of the second overtime. And then I just got text bombardments being like, they went to a third overtime. And I remember like turning the TV on in my room and just being like, God damn it, I'm going to end up watching this whole thing now. And I didn't go to bed till like two. It was just like, God damn it. Woke up for work and was just like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I wanted to sleep in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> there was a playoff hockey. It was it was a good time. Yeah, playoff hockey's sick. If they're the only sports that come back, because it does not sound like Major League Baseball is coming back. That was oh, no. Down. Yeah. Does not sound like an MLB is going to happen. Um. Which I I don't have a whole lot left on my list. I did put together a quick little uh, movie game for you, and when I say quick, I mean like three questions quick. I'm good with that. I have one thing I want to talk about. So, all right, um, yeah. you want to do the game first, or let's, let's do the game. Let's do the game. I feel like we can get some, I feel like we can get some good content out of what I have to talk to next. Okay. As opposed um, to this, that's not. Oh well, no, I meant like. Wow. Shut up. Fuck. You know, you know what? We're gonna do this right now, Cody. We're gonna do this right now. <laughs> it was a holiday yesterday. That's why I didn't want to record. You take it to my face. Um. Okay, I'm gonna say three movies, and you have to tell me the actor or actress who is common to all three. Okay. So all like right. a six, like a six, six degrees of separation. Yeah. But kind of like that, except not at all. Yeah. I mean, I get where your head, where your head's at. <laughs> um, I'm still, right. still rattled about you yelling at me. <laughs> all right. Uh, the first one, oceans 12. Okay. Hook and runaway bride. Julia Roberts. Nailed it. She All plays right. Tess in Ocean's 12 and Julia Roberts. I believe that's in Ocean's 12. She mm-hmm. plays her own self in the movie. She plays Tinkerbell or Tink in Hook. And in Runaway Bride, I have no fucking clue. She was a runaway bride. <laughs> I was say, I'm assuming she was the bride. <laughs> Maybe she was wearing Ted. I, I can picture the movie case for Runaway Bride. <laughs> was this Steve Martin in Runaway Bride? Ooh, I could not tell you. Wasn't he the father? No? I don't know. You might be thinking of, I have no fucking clue. You were thinking of Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Yeah. <laughs> Way off. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. This For the second one, I got Saving Silverman. Tropic Steve's Thunder, on. Damn it. Tropic Thunder. 
and Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. So the new Jumanji. Jack Black. Yep. That was kind of a softball. Uh, Saving Silverman is a classically underrated film. Big time fan of that one. Uh, Saving Silverman. Saving Silverman might have been on Comedy Central for like three hours a like three hours a day mm-hmm. for like four years straight. And I am not proud to admit how many times I watched it. I'm a big Steve Zahn fan. Yep. Oh hell. I yeah. was I was gonna do a, a Steve Zahn one with like Sahara Saving Silverman <laughs> and then what other movies Steve Zahn's in. Um, but I didn't know if you would know Steve Zahn, but strange impressive. wilderness. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big Zahn head. <laughs> All right. And for the last one, I have Zoolander, I Spy, and Night at the Museum. Ben Stiller? Nope. You son of a bitch. Zoolander, I, I Spy. spy. And Night at the Museum. Night at the Museum. You goddamn tricky bitch. Ah, goddamn it. I don't know. Jerry Stiller? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Wow. Owen Wilson! (laughs) You sure said Shanghai Nights. Well, I didn't want to give it it away. (laughs) I, I, I know what I Spy is. I'm pretty sure Jackie Chan is in that. Mm, that's wrong. Well, maybe I'm. Maybe... I think uh, Chris Tucker is in I Spy. No, I'm getting Rush Hour mixed up in my mind. <laughs> <sighs> oh God damn it! I can't believe I missed Owen Wilson. Wow! Wow! Which it is a little confusing because Night at the Museum has been stiller, Zoolander has been stiller, but the deciding factor was I Spy. Yeah, you knew you knew I was going to get thrown off by that. Mm-hmm. You didn't want me to get a hundred percent. You tricky girl. Okay. So yeah, I Spy had Eddie Murphy and Owen Wilson in it, and then I was thinking of Rush Hour with Chris Tucker when you said Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Oh, uh, yeah, good old Jackie Chan. I think Jackie Chan's been in like 10 trillion movies. So, like, just guessing Jackie Chan's usually a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Him and The Rock. It's good. Oh, see. God. I wonder also, I think Jack. I saw it wasn't very good, but I didn't realize that uh, The Rock was in like a Hercules movie. Did you watch that on TNT by accident? Yeah, because it was right around the match. Match? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I wouldn't have fucking known that movie existed. I, I just remember, what I remember about that movie is, like, this was when, like, The Rock was, like, getting huge, like, on Instagram. And one of, like, the first things was, like, he put out, like, his diet for Hercules. And he was eating, like, two pounds of fish a day and, like, 10,000 calories of, like, rice. And people were just like, holy shit. <laughs> and then they, they had like uh, some blogger tried to like copy his diet for a week. And by like day two, he's like, I physically cannot fit any more food in my body. <laughs> and what people don't realize about The Rock eating two pounds of fish and all those calories is he was also working out for eight hours a day. And he has the best steroids money can buy. <laughs> like there is a doctor specifically making HGH for The Rock. And, but yeah, that movie's terrible. 
Yeah, like there was some some fight scenes, but yeah, it was like super super corny. Yeah, it was it was not good. I I have watched that movie quite frequently because it's one of those movies that's always on TMT. And I if I'm sitting down, I can't do that thing where I sit down and like, I scroll for like 45 minutes to find something. I have to find something within the first two minutes, or I'll just listen to a podcast on my phone. <laughs> like I'll just I'll eat in silence before I have to scroll through Netflix one more goddamn time. Oh, I was thinking Father of the Bride, and I got Father of the Bride and Runaway Bride crossed up in my mind because Father is, uh, of the Bride has Steve Martin in it. Okay, this I I kind of remember Father of the Bride. It's uh, it's a British dude. I want to say like it's not Hugh Laurie, but maybe Rupert Grant. Maybe Grant Grant, Rupert Holmes. Not even close. Are you talking about Father Runaway of the Bride? So, Father of the Bride has Steve Martin, uh, George Newborn, Newborn. No idea. Martin Short, uh, Kieran Culkin. Sounds like Macaulay's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched Have you watched Succession on HBO? I have not. Ooh, you should watch. You'd love that show. I've heard it's good. good. Yeah, it's really good. But I think, I think that Kieran Culkin guy. I think he's in. I know one of the Culkin brothers is in Succession, huh. and he does. He does really good. He's really funny in it. Huh. <laughs> now tell me if I'm right about this fucking Rupert guy. I didn't. God damn it! You looked this up. Maybe he. Maybe it was in the one of the sequels. Maybe. Runaway Bride. Ah, it's motherfucking Richard Gere. Oh, yeah, you're talking about Runaway Bride. I'm still looking at Father Bride. Yeah. <laughs> really, really falling off, the, falling off the rails there. Um, Yeah, what did you have to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> now it's about Richard Gere. No, uh, so yesterday, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have anything to do in the morning. And I found this website uh on friday at work where you can play like all the old uh computer games and like old sega games and shit like that and you don't have to download anything like you can just play them so i played uh oregon trail because i was like you know what i'm i played like and i played like the the version that we had like elementary school with like their hunting and shit like that it's kind of fucking addicting uh but I did a TNC premix uh, trek to the West Coast, and here's what here's what happened. So in our in our in our wagon, there was me, you, we had guest Freet, we had guest Lucas, and we also had a little guy named Powerline. <laughs> and. and I like at the at the storefront. I immediately bought, basically, I bought four things of clothes, twenty oxen, because we I knew we were gonna lose a couple. <laughs> there a lot of meat in that wagon, <laughs> and uh, I bought like two thousand pounds of food, and a shitload of bullets. Because bullets were super cheap, and I bought that. I set our pace as grueling. 
because I was nice. like, I was like, we were gonna make it to the motherfucking West Coast, and I did a couple trial, I did a couple runs. We did not make it. <laughs> then I think on, I think on like version four, we we were cooking, we were cooking. I think it's like seventeen hundred miles, and we were doing real good up until about mile six hundred, where. Uh, we were besieged by heavy fog and we were delayed right out. Like we were delayed like 20 miles outside of a fort and we had ran out of basically everything. Like there was, there was not a lot of stuff happening. The oxen kept dying cause there was no grass and it just, we were like stuck there for like seven days and it, it, it got ugly. And then we also finally that broke uh, a bunch. We kept getting sick. But uh, I would I would stop and rest for a couple of days, and I'd bump up the rations, and then I'd go hunting and kill nine thousand pounds worth of bear and bison, and then I'd carry two hundred pounds of it back. <laughs> so we had food, but I was starving us on purpose. <laughs> I had a plan. I definitely read a strategy how to beat Oregon Trail, because <laughs> I was like. I was like, how I need us to get to the West Coast. It was, it was a journey I had to have us make. But we got past that. We hit a couple blizzards. A couple more oxen died. I had to slow the pace down because somebody here will remain nameless that rhymes with street kept getting fucking sick because he kept getting bit by snakes. <laughs> and, but I will say we successfully made it. However, we had two losses. Freet eventually did die of a snake bite. <laughs> in, all fairness, in all fairness, he did get bit like 11 times. Like <laughs> apparently in our journey to the West Coast, Freet is our designated straight snake wrangler. Because this guy, was <laughs> he was finding them. Uh, me, you, and Lucas made it. Powerline died of exhaustion. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like to think he died because we kept making him do the goofy movie soundtrack just over and over again. I mean, that was the morale that we needed to make it. Yeah. But I'd like to think me, you and Lucas set up a nice, nice place on the West coast. And we built a nice shrine to free with a slightly smaller, shittier shrine to power line beneath it. <laughs> and we made everyone worship it. Eventually started our own cult. Or, or I like to call it the compound, the dojo. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was very, very fun. And I was writing all of this down, and I was like writing down like, Freed has died. <laughs> Freed, like Freed has bitten by snake. Freed is exhausted. And I was writing all this down. I'm like, someone's gonna read this and call the police. <laughs> it just sounds like a diary of me torturing Freed. But goddamn, dude, just leave the snakes alone. Goddamn free. Yeah, but yeah, it was, uh, that might have been the first time I've ever beat Oregon Trail. I don't think I've ever made it all the way, except for this time. So I I know, I had to cheat. I know a little bit about Oregon Trail, but truth be told, I've never actually played the game. What? Mm -hmm. Did you guys not have computers in fucking Reheights or Miller? Uh, we did. Um, and I think the upperclassmen played a lot of Oregon trail, but we ended up getting like a IT guy that 
like tried to wipe all the games off all the computers. So pretty much all we had was like spider solitaire and that one 3d pinball, whatever space mountain on the website, you can play that 3d pinball game. (laughs) I Uh, threw it, I threw it, I threw it on this morning at work just for something to do. (laughs) However, one of the like juniors or seniors at the time, he installed, um, unreal tournament on the servers hell yeah and so as he he slowly passed it around so that everybody knew how to get access to it but since we had it on the server like if you were anywhere in the school you could log in and we were all just playing unreal tournament (laughs) yeah oh yeah in all fairness unreal tournament is a way funner game than oregon trail it was fun I just I should have hopped on Twitch and done the Oregon Trail. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's, it's me. It's just me screaming at free for playing with snakes the entire time. In all fairness, I don't think Powerline was ever going to make it, but I'm happy at least three of us made it. Three out of five is not bad. Yeah, especially for the conditions I was making us work in. Not great. <laughs> Plus, I know for a fact, uh, if obviously, if we're in a wagon, you and I get to ride in the wagon, and everyone else has to run behind it. That's probably why Free got bit by so many fucking snakes. <laughs> we just kept finding him laying down in the back of the wagon where all of our whiskey and hard tack were, and we just kept throwing them out. <laughs> but yeah, none of us, none of us starved. We had, we were flush with beer and a beer, or bear and bison meat, flush. Which was which was cool because we got there and we had a shitload of leftover food because I was starving. <laughs> you guys could see the food, but you couldn't have it. Uh, we had a we had a foreign exchange student when we were in high school uh, installed Halo on the servers, and we literally like we used all of our like our district's bandwidth in like two days because everyone was playing Halo. Awesome. <laughs> um, I like. I'm not, I think at a certain point, even the teachers are just like, "Fuck it!" If they're all gonna play it, I'm hopping on too. Yeah, and our uh, our IT guy's nickname was his name was Todd. We had a we had a nickname for him called Turbo Todd, and I think he didn't enjoy that we called him that to his face because he he shut down Halo with authority. He brought the motherfucking gravity hammer to Halo and shut it down. <laughs> It was heartbreaking, especially because like there was Halo, there was Madden. We were we were getting after it. Really? Yeah, I we had we had Unreal Tournament for for quite some time, except for when the underclassmen found out about it. Like the rest of us would try to be a little bit better about it. Like we'd always have like something else open, yeah. so we could easily Alt tab. Yep, so we could easily like just move out of it. And so when somebody like the librarian or whoever it was came over it looked like we were actually doing something and the underclassmen started doing it and they just didn't give a fuck and yeah just... dude fucking kids they're ruining everything <laughs> oh god yeah uh yesterday when i was ruining my family's memorial day there was just kids down the street just hitting each other with sticks <laughs> and, nice. Uh, literally my little brother and i were just wildly laughing as these kids were just hitting each other with sticks and I think that's when my parents decided to finally write me out of the will. <laughs> like, 
You're wagering were, on these five-year-old <laughs> kids just wailing on each other. Oh yeah, and they, I honestly, I think, I think five might be a good guess for them. Like they were right around that age, and one the there was a little boy and a little girl, and the little girl was a little bit older, but the boy had a way longer stick, and he was using it like a whip, <laughs> <laughs> and like literally, like my little brother and I just openly laughed at it for about five minutes. And it was, it was magical. That's called family bonding. And that's what we're here about on TNC, the premix. It sounds like a fun neighborhood too. I was going to say, it's real, real pale. (laughs) But that's basically everything I had. I, I've got some, I got some ideas I want to discuss with you about a future episode. I think you also have some ideas about a future episode. I don't know if we want to give it to the fans yet. Uh, we can tease it a little bit. Yeah, we're um, I actually like I'll be forthcoming with it and say that I had seen a, another podcast, and I guess it's even outside of the other podcast, it's been um popular in itself. The they've been doing like podcasts about it, and like it's the like just playing Dungeons and Dragons and having like a dungeon master come through and like and talk you through so i think because yourself and myself were aware of the game but we have never played and i just think that having a dungeon master walk us through and play uh, a round or a match or a game or whatever the fuck those nerds call it i think it would be i think it would be hilarious I think it's I think it's gonna be fucking hilarious. I when you when I because I was also aware of it on the different different podcasts, but when you brought it forward, like even in the text, I was like, dude, this is gonna be awesome. Like I don't even care if they already did it; we'll just do it better because it's gonna be hilarious. Like, I think this dungeon, this dungeon master is gonna either love me or kill me. That's that's the only thing I'm worried about is that that like like content wise, it'll be funny, but it's just. It's it's gonna be how much uh, the dungeon master puts up with our bullshit, but also it really hinges on how well he is at or, you know how good he is at his job. So yeah, I was gonna say the the one dude on the other podcast, like the dungeon master they have, is pretty fucking good. Like he is, yeah, I, he like, he's and he's so good at Dungeons and Dragons that it's almost like it's like yeah, all right, like I'll listen to this guy and. It is very cool. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, but, we'll have to talk about how we're going to do it because um, the the guy's website or whatever that he has listed. It's it's listed that he typically does like four people, and it's for four hours, which is a long time. But. Um, we could, uh, I was thinking about that, the four hours, and I think we could do it, like, we could either do, uh, like, one-hour segments and just release them when we're kind of, like, like, if something, nothing's going on, be like, fuck it, we already have one in the vault, or we could do, like, two two-hour episodes, and that'll be, like, our Sunday spectaculars. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll have that to, to look forward to, we'll see, um, tentatively planning on doing that on the 7th of june but like i said we'll we'll talk it over figure it out but other than that i think that's episode 18 in the books yeah 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 
Hell yeah. Uh, Hosing kisses on my cats and kittens. XOXO. We'll see you all, boys. See you all in episode 19. See ya. Bye. Bye.